This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This Irish man stands with America. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, America. This is the Freedom's Disciple podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Dunn. I hope you're having a a wonderful, relaxing Saturday. Uh, I hope the weather is good and springtime is is here. Um, If you're a sports fan, uh, I hope you're enjoying spring training um, in baseball. I know I'm looking forward to the season starting. Um, this is the point where I, I tell everyone I'm a New York Yankees fan and people blow their mind. Uh, but you know what? I still love you. Um, you know, you can't argue with facts. 27 times the world champions. That's all I'm going to say. I want to start today's show by doing something I think we need to do more often um, in society. I want to remember a great lady. Um, if you, I'm sure you've all heard, um, it's the news. The world lost a great lady last weekend. Um, Nancy Reagan passed away. And the one thing, and I'm not judging anyone, maybe it just isn't popular, but I don't think people on the right really celebrate their heroes enough they don't get inspired by them and I haven't heard a lot of much about Nancy Reagan this week in the media I've heard some stories, I've heard people mention it, pass their condolences on but maybe it's just me maybe it's just the media I listen to, I haven't heard a lot of it and The reason I think it's important we remember history and that we remember people who inspired us, people who changed American culture and American history is that we need to remember, especially in times like today where it's it's tough to believe, where it's tough to think you can make a difference. I think we need to remember history and say these people made a difference learn from how they did it and then be inspired and then be the difference ourselves so what can I say about Nancy Reagan well the one thing I will say and this is not political it doesn't always have to be political when you remember someone It doesn't always have to be, well, they were great on this position. It can be about their humanity. And the one thing that I always, even before I was big into politics, it was clear from just looking at them. I think every couple should be inspired by them and want what they had. 
I can't remember a couple that I know personally that you see in the public life that comes anywhere near to Ronnie and Nancy. Their love was just so clear and intent. I think it should be every couple's aspiration to have the love they had and for it to be so obvious. I remember reading the stories about how they'd be eating together and, you know, little things, they'd just be eating together and he'd be writing a love note to her. How cool is that? How cool is that, that you have been with someone all those years and the love is still alive? The other thing that I remember... And I'm not doing this as an insult, but look at the the recent presidents. It was clear from anyone, and it was obvious because it was reported on as well, he didn't like being away from her. And I think this is not a slam on anyone else. I think this is something to remember her, but also them as a couple. How how wonderful and how blessed they really were and how that's something we really should aspire to or personally that you're you love someone so much that it kills you to be away from them it even was in her her wishes for her death one of the requests she made was that she was to be buried as close to Ronnie as possible out in the Simi Valley at the Reagan Library. Even in death, they wanted to be as close as possible to each other. The, I think the one thing it says also, going to politics, is it shows you the importance of the First Lady. You know, there's an old saying, behind every successful man there's a more successful woman pushing him and driving him and I think that's so true but what made Nancy Reagan great in many ways was how she helped him and how she drove him it wasn't in a spotlight kind of way yes she had her own passions and even to this day if you just say just say no everyone Associates it with Nancy Reagan. So she wasn't shy of the spotlight. But if you talk to people who were around at that time, and even people today, and they talk about the Reagan White House, and you talk about Nancy Reagan, what role did Nancy Reagan play? Some of the things you hear are not spotlights. They're not, oh, look at me, I'm great, I'm in the spotlight, how wonderful am I? No, she was very quiet one of her best attributes according to some were she was a, had a wicked wicked sense of personality and what you were really like she was that guiding support behind Ronald Reagan and I can only imagine when times were really tough You know, when times are tough, you learn who your friends are. When times are tough, you learn 
the real you and the real people you surround themselves with and everything he had to overcome I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say he probably wouldn't have been as great a president as he was without Nancy you know it's easy to to look at the facts and the figures now and talk about the Reagan recovery but when you lived it which I didn't I'd say it was a lot harder than to believe in the principles than than we read now. You know, record interest rates, economy going down the tubes, respect abroad going down. I really think she was that strength, that pillar of strength behind him. And she was a fascinating lady. And she was a fascinating lady because she showed what real love was. It wasn't just, oh, look at me, I'm really in love and it's all for the cameras. When her test came, when, sadly, Ronnie got Alzheimer's, she didn't want to be away from him. She always wanted to be there with him and to help him through that horrific disease. That's real love. And I think rather than remembering how great she was in the White House, or remembering the Reagan legacy, we remember the person. Far too often in society today, all we remember is a policy position. Or we remember a principle. We don't remember the human. And I think when we forget the human being, we are less as a society. We are weakened. Because quite honestly, anyone can speak for a principle. Whether it be real, whether it be phony or whether not, it's just for show. It's what makes us different, is our humanity our emotions our personality our experience and if we fail to remember our humanity and mourn when great people die well then in many ways we've already lost the biggest difference between what America was founded on and the rest of the world in many ways was you believe in the individual not the collective if all we remember about someone when they pass if we remember them is a policy position or what they stood for then all we are is a number all we are is just what we stood for we must remember the human I want to finish remembering her by showing her sense of humour showing that she really did have the sense of humour that Ronald Reagan had you know there are many things you can say about Ronald Reagan but one of them is he really was a great storyteller and I remember one of the stories she told just to show her sense of humour 
sorry was she was because of her prior experience becoming first lady she was an actress and she used to say you know I get invited to all these you know special screenings of movies and she says you're sitting there and you're sitting maybe near or beside or within vision of a you know a, a director or a screenwriter and you know sometimes the movies she had to sit through were pure crap and she's like you're in this private screening first of all you have to look interested and you know attentive and you know you can't exactly fall asleep shall we say <laughs> um, and then she said the one thing I always used to go was you know when it's pure crap what do you say to them you know you have to walk up to these people it's not like you, you know, you're in a cinema you can sort of leave early and just go away you got to go up and talk to these people. And she said, uh, what do you say to someone who did it, did a really crap movie? And she said, the best thing I could ever come up with was I'd go up to them and I'd give them a little touch on the shoulder or in the arm and I'd go, well, you did it again. For me, that shows a great sense of humor. Today, we are sad. America and the world has lost a truly great lady. But also, while we are sad and we mourn and we remember, let us also be happy. Because once again, Nancy Reagan is with our one true love. And together, that is something we can be all happy about being where you belong embracing the one you truly love let us remember Nancy Reagan rest in peace and we pray for your friends and your family that they get through this tough time I'll be right back Freedom versus Freebies this is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network Experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. As you can probably tell, I'm a bit emotional today. I want to finish up, wrap up the, the first segment by sharing a couple of political thoughts. The first thing is, I'm seeing a bit of anger, outrage, upset from my fellow right-wingers and Tea Partiers about Barack Obama and whether he would 
whether he should attend Nancy Reagan's funeral and anger that he isn't. And I've two thoughts I want to share with you on that. Firstly, ask yourself one question. Would you want Barack Obama at your funeral? I can only answer myself personally, no I wouldn't. And I'll tell you why for two reasons. One, because of who he is. Because we are polar opposites. And because of everything he has said and stood for and done over the last seven years. And this isn't a policy, by the way. This is a a human issue. The hate, the divisiveness. I wouldn't want him at my funeral. Secondly, the Secret Service. and it, It can impose on a funeral when you have a lot of dignitaries. It's something to think about. Think about the family, and especially as her immediate family. Would you really want that? However, the second thought is, is crystal clear for me. You know, there are many comparisons that are used on the election stage um, between Barack Obama and Jimmy Carter and how the next president is going to have to be like Ronald Reagan and is going to have a big mess to to tidy up there is one issue that is never discussed on the campaign stage and I think it's now is the time to discuss it the next president and I'm not saying this is way near the top because if you've listened to this show you kind of have a feel of what I think needs to be discussed at the top first of all the constitution empowering your people those issues however there is an issue that I think is very important that is going to be like is going to have to do what Reagan did after Jimmy Carter and that is re-establish the credibility of the White House re-establish what you think is important the next president is going to have to be a Klaska act and is going to have to have their priorities straight as a White House, not as a person, as the President of the United States, as a person who is representing 230 years worth of history since George Washington, as that temporary placeholder holding the honor of the office, not the person, the honor of the office. It's clear this President has his priorities backwards. And I'm going to mention three names and look at how he has responded, or in many cases hasn't responded. Nancy Reagan, Antonin Scalia, and Chris Kyle. These are three great Americans. And look at how this man has responded and how he has acted. The next president, I pray to God, is not only a class act, is humble, is principled, and believes in your founding and your documents, but also has their priorities straight, that remembers true heroes, 
like a former first lady who was the first lady when America won the Cold War was the first lady helping free the hostages of Iran was the first lady of the president who led to a recovery that was so big that was so incredible that following administrations took credit for the principles he took in they reaped the rewards the seeds that Ronald Reagan planted that remembers a justice who his first job was to defend and protect the constitution of the United States who believed in your founding documents who believed in your history who was a great man firstly because the way he treated people you want to know how a great man you look at what Antonin Scalia stood for and then ask yourself how many people who stand for that could be great friends with Ginsburg who's the polar opposite they saw their humanity but who believed in original intent and who remained loyal and steadfast to the principles of your founding and of your nation and lastly how your president should treat a real hero in Chris Kyle you know it might not be popular today but one of the things I will always do on this show no matter how many people listen whether it is one person or a million people we will always salute the real heroes and your military and people like Chris Kyle who time and time again and went back and continued serving these are the true heroes of your society your next president I hope he has his priorities straight and that they recognize true greatness in America and not only recognize it but promote it and salute it at every opportunity it's time the White House as an institution not a person or a party representing it as an institution has credibility again and has its priorities straight that is one huge huge mess that you are going to have to tidy up ever who gets the nomination and ever who is the next president and if they don't I hope you hold their feet to the fire it's time to put priorities back in place the White House is not about a person or about a party it's about an institution you are respecting 230 years worth of history you are representing the people Which leads me on to 2016. You know, I'm getting really peed off with this election. Because we're dealing with big issues. First of all, let me call out every Republican candidate and Fox News. Last week you had a debate on Fox News. The day of the debate, the breaking news story 
was North Korea and how it was readying, getting its nuclear missiles on alert and ready to fire at any moment. That should have been the new story of the day. It wasn't. And how did all the Republican candidates, no one mentioned it, until Ted Cruz was asked a question at the very bottom of the second hour of a two-hour debate. Senator Cruz, how would you deal with North Korea and its actions today? Are we really living in times where a narcissistical dictator can say, I'm putting all my nukes on on armament and they are going to be ready to strike in a moment's notice and we just go no news here nothing to see here folks move along are we really living in a society that people put nuclear weapons on alert and we're just yeah it's nothing it's just another day in America how about the news story from this past Monday where its dictator came out and said I'm thinking about a preemptive strike where I'm going to nuke both South Korea and America did you hear that? Are we really living in times where a dictator threatening to nuke you is, eh, tell me about what Kim Kardashian did. Oh, did you hear Kim Kardashian posted a new photo? Oh, let's, ha- let's talk about that. Nuclear, been nuked. Eh, nah, that's boring. You know, after all, this is America, right? It could never happen here. After all, you know, we should just ignore dictators who threaten things. We should just ignore terrorists who threaten you. Remember how that worked out? Remember how in 1999, Saddam or Osama bin Laden was saying there'd be blood in the streets in New York and we just ignored it? Remember how that ended? How about we take threats seriously? How about we address them? Or would we much rather, I don't know, talk about nude photos and, you know, a respected so-called conservative website putting up pictures of a certain presidential candidate in a big chair? Which would you rather discuss? Oh, little Marco in a big chair. (gasps) Or how about that so-called respected website coming out and go, hey, do you know what's really cool? Forget all that nuclear talk and forget about dictators threatening us and forget about all the big issues of the economy. Do you know what would be really cool? If we got a picture of a, a little person and we put Marco's head on it to show how little he really is. That's what America wants, right? That's what's really important, isn't it? Oh, the insults. Or how about we have more countless articles about Trump steaks and Trump waters and Trump magazines? Is this what you really want to discuss? Because there's another story I want to talk to you about. And it happened this very week. And I have seen nothing been discussed about it. Iran launching two ballistic missiles with a very clear phrase Israel must be wiped out. Huh. Where's the discussion on this? Oh well, John, you see we don't care about that because you know you're a Zionist. You have your Zionist puppet masters. Yeah. I suppose, you know, there are many reasons I, I shouldn't be appalled by this. You know, it's only Israel, you know, it's you know 
it's only you know from a scripture point of view it's only you know the God's country you know it's only you know God's people you know it's only the the only democracy in the region you know it's only the country that you know actively involves an open society is this the country we want to live on is this the world you want to live in what are your priorities and you know what one of the statements I heard from different people and this is on both sides of the aisle well you know we need to get tough on Iran You know, we need to tear up this nuclear agreement huh wow that's talking tough since we're remembering Nancy Reagan you know my god sending a shudder down we've gone from Ronald Reagan going Mr. President tear down this wall to well we got to tear up an agreement that wasn't even enforced in the first place wow that's going to send that's going to make your enemies run scared and I love the other solution that we have and I think this has been promoted by of all people Hillary Clinton well you know we need more sanctions dear God when will these people finally get it isn't always about the almighty dollar these people are hell bent on destroying and wiping Israel off the face of the earth and all you can do is talk money what I saw was missing was again now I'm you know full disclosure my Zionist puppet masters told me to say this how about we defend Israel how about we actually make a statement on defending our ally in the region or is all of a sudden is Israel no longer an ally of America how about instead of focusing on Iran and saying well the agreement needs to be torn up the agreement that wasn't signed and wasn't enforced and how about we talk, stop talking about sanctions and we start focusing on hey these are our allies we stand with them I know I'm just I'm controlled I'm told what to say I'm fed lines by Glenn Beck and by my Zionist masters the only person that feeds me lines is the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob through his scriptures if that is my Zionist master if that is my puppet master then you know what full disclosure you'd be right these are the big issues the question you have today America is very simple in many ways what world do you want to live in what country do you want to have quite simply this week it's very clear do you care more about a 35 year old woman taking another nude selfie and sharing it with the world do you care more about people photoshopping people to make them look little or putting them in big chairs do you care more about Trump stakes or do you care more about stopping 
a dictator and a theocrat launching nuclear weapons. It doesn't get much more simpler than that. These are the questions of our time. How you answer them, how you respond, will define us. And God have mercy on our souls, because I fear the answer right now. I'll be right back. You're listening to Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. At best, a plurality of Democrats are self-avowed socialists. So when when their people betray them, when when Hillary Clinton, for example, may be looking at at criminal prosecution, they don't care. Who's going to give me stuff paid for by somebody else? That's all we want. We don't care what you do. We don't care about your honesty. We don't care about what kind of caliber you are. It's different on the Republican side. Chris Salcedo, Saturdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Versus freebies. This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I want to spend the rest of today's show by sharing some personal thoughts with you and some feelings and show you where my heart is at and try and address some issues that are out there. Firstly, Again, I know I'm not supposed to talk about this. It's not cool and popular, but I don't care. I've never been cool and popular in my life. I want to share some thoughts that are based on Scripture with you because we live in certain times. We live in times where we are being tested. We live in times where people are either sunshine patriots or they are sales and con men who know it's raining who know it's cold who know it's snowing and who know there are no leaves on the trees yet are telling everyone it's summer and how warm it is we are living in times where our very ethics, morality and principles are been tested. And how you respond to this is pretty much in my eyes going to a long way, if not all the way, on determining the final destination of your soul. There are many people who sadly are not getting it. They are focused on politics, on candidates, on people, and then sometimes their own vested interest. And the two parts of scripture I want to talk to you today about are the story of Jesus overturning the tables in the synagogue. And the parable that liberals always throw at me and when they don't believe in Jesus and God 
Jesus coming to pit father against son, daughter against mother-in-law. Last week I did a show on the revolution, because I believe America is that revolution. And if you haven't listened to it, please go back and and uh, listen to us and share it with your friends and your family. I lay out the case why I think America is that revolution and the key is which revolution you choose and which principles you choose. Will you choose a socialist revolution, the French revolution, or the American revolution? We are living in times where we will either succumb to popularity and to what people think today where we'll care more about Kim Kardashian and posting nude photos than we will about a dictator threatening to nuke two countries and a theocrat threatening to wipe another off the earth we'll care more about little pictures of little men and little Marco than we will about the economy we'll care more about winning than actual principles we'll care about more about winning than doing what's right we'll care more about divisiveness and brotherhood than we will about all being created equal in many ways it's sad but it's also something to rejoice in we are going to live in times and we are living in them and they're only going to get worse where people's true identity will be revealed you will see over the next year, two years, three years four years, five years the real person you will see your real neighbour you will see your new real family when the chips are down you really see the real character of someone do they give up do they seek vengeance retaliation or do they seek justice you're going to see the real person whether they believe in the rule of law and doing things the right way or or well you know the ends justify the means this is going to lead you to maybe pit a father against a son or daughter against her mother-in-law or cousin versus cousin or brother versus sister or friend versus friend you're going to see the real character of people you're also going to see the real character of people you admire in the media and how they act we are living in times that it's not popular to criticise people I know I've criticised many people in this show. And it seems when I criticise people, it seems that... People seem to think I'm doing it just to break someone down or to insult someone. I'm not. I'm doing it to try and wake you up. I don't try and do it in an insulting way. I try and do it to say, hey, look, these are the principles. Do you agree with them or not? But instead, we live in this cult of personality world where it's, oh, you defended someone I like, I must destroy you. 
Principles are principles. They are either right or they are wrong. We are also going to find out people we admire, how when they're questioned, how they respond. Do they respond by answering the questions? Do they respond by insulting the person? Or do they respond by, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here. Oh, let's call their boss and say, I want you to silence that person. I want you to take that hit piece down. I want you to stop that person. How dare they ask me questions? We're going to find out how many really believe in the freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is a great idea. But as Lindsey Graham famously said, we're at war. We are going to find out whether people actually believe in the freedom of speech or if they believe in a... Sure, I like freedom of speech when it suits me, but I'm much more of a controlled speech kind of guy. Or girl. You're going to find out real character right now. The real person. And your battle is going to be twofold. Firstly... When it comes to things I talked about last week, the revolution, I'm not saying you have to agree with me. I laid out my case. If you disagree with me, I have no problem with that. I've always said, I'm not here to convert you. I'm here to throw you up against a proverbial wall and make you question everything. And then you find out your opinion. I don't want you having my opinion. I want you to truly look into your heart, your mind and your soul and find what you really stand for. That is my job. That is my role and my responsibility. But what you are going to have to do is whatever you stand on, whatever you stand for, you're going to have to throw over the tables and make your stand. Whatever that issue is on, you're going to have to make your stand. And when it comes to pitting brother versus brother and family versus family member, you're going to have to see how you respond. Are you going to embrace? And are you going to weaken your positions and appease? Or are you going to be a real patriot and stand firm? These are the times we live in. Now we can look at that one of two ways. We can go, oh that's so sad, I'm maybe going to lose some friends and maybe lose touch with some family members that's sad it is it's tragic but it's also a great opportunity it's a great opportunity and it's an exciting time to live in because now is the time you get to be counted now is the time you get to say before your God before your creator before your whole family I stood for these truths. I stood when it would have been so much easier to fold. It would have been so much easier just to go, I don't want an argument. I I give up. 
it would have been so much easier to succumb to the Leviathan. Giving up and saying, I give up, I give in, you're right and I'm wrong, is the easiest thing you'll ever do. The hardest thing to do is to stay and fight. That is truly the hardest thing you will have to do. The exciting part is, is there are many people who will save their souls. I believe there are more people who truly get freedom in the quote-unquote conservative movement or the Tea Party movement than don't get freedom. I truly believe that. I still believe your best days are ahead of you. But that's for the next segment. These are the times we live in. Now we can moan and complain about them and, and feel sorry for ourselves or we can accept them, embrace them and see opportunity. You're going to see real character. Many times you don't get that. It's easy to say something. Sure, I'm for the freedom of speech. How did you act? Did you seek to silence speech? Sure, I'm for the Second Amendment. I'm all for the right to guns. Okay, great. When did you fight? Did you embrace it? How did you act when it was tough? When the assault weapons bans are coming? When the open attacks on the NRA and people are for just commonplace? When you have a president who says, Oh, all you can serve is all you do is cling to your gun and your Bibles. How did you act? Did you remain steadfast? Again, I go back to the First Amendment. Freedom of religion. How did you act? It's easy to say, yeah, sure, I'm for the First Amendment. How did you act? What did you do? Did you stand with your... with Not just your religion. Oh, I'm a Catholic. I, oh, sure, I stood at the Catholic Church. Great. Did you stand with any other churches? No, well, I'm only a Catholic. I only stand with Catholic churches. That's not what the First Amendment says. We need to stand together. We need to stand right now. We need to ask ourselves firstly, what do we really truly believe? And then we need to stand. We need to link arms with our fellow patriots and say, you're not alone. You are not alone. We are here with you. We don't have to share the same beliefs you do, but we believe in the overriding principles. And these are the principles we will stand for. And then we have to overturn the tables. If we truly believe in something, we got to fight for it. And I know people think, when, when you, you said fight and you're saying revolution, you're talking an awful lot of violence, because that was one of the comments I got. I said, you didn't listen to the damn show, did you? When I say fight and revolution, is there violence in some history of that word? Sure. But not all. So let me be crystal clear for anyone listening to this show. When I say fight, I don't mean physical fight. When I say revolution, I don't mean civil war. I mean we need to stand and be principled and be counted. 
we need to lay out our case overturn some tables and even when it's not popular stand for those principles and sadly and I pray for anyone who's listening that, that this will happen it might turn brother against brother father against son and that is truly sad but how you deal with it deal with it with love deal with it with prayer but deal with it on principle I got to take one last quick break America I want to address those who think America is over those who are battle weary I want to address you in the last segment I'll be right back this is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network. Buck Sexton. Thank you for taking the time to read this. My prayers uh, go out to Israel and they go out to Taylor, his wife, his family, and all the others who were harmed by these recent attacks. That's Josh Springer. Uh, veteran writing on Facebook it is a reminder a reminder of what we face uh, what we face out there Buck Sexton weekdays noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on demand. Thank you so much for sticking with me, America. I want to finish up today's show by addressing something that I'm seeing quite a lot on social media and people are telling me publicly and privately. And it's something I'm not quite sure how to say or how to deal with in a encouraging and inspiring way I'm getting a growing number of messages and seeing it on social media where people are telling me they're tired people are telling me or talking like they're down on America they're they think America's best days are are behind her. They think it's over. They they're just not optimistic for the future. When I talk to some people who are down on America, they just don't see a way out. They see the economy, they see the debt they see the role of government they see foreign policy they just see so many obstacles and they see so many bad things they don't see the positives and a few people have messaged me this week and that's this is why I wanted to address it on the show where they're down And I wanted to address this and share my thoughts with you because if some people are messaging me in my circle privately 
and telling me this, I'm guessing they're not alone. The four or five people who did it in the last five days are not alone. So I figured I'd address I address them private, privately, but I wanted to address it at large and hopefully to share a bit of inspiration with you. You know, if you were to come up with a tagline for America, think about this for your own in your own little personal time. If you were to come up with a tagline for America, what would it be? And I thought about this because it was a different discussion. And you, sure, you can make things fancy and you can make things rhyme. The one I came up with, America, making the impossible possible. That sums up America for me. You know, for me, if I could do one thing for the American people, if I had a magic wand or a genie, and I could just do one thing, I would share, I would wish people would read your history and be inspired the way I am. Your history is so rich, so diverse, it's incredible. In fact, I would actually go so far about your history been so in- inspiring that if you got the best, most creative writer and said, I don't know, Walt Disney, and said, here, Walt, this is what I want you to do. I want you to write a history of a country that would inspire people. I don't think Walt, on his best day, could reflect America. That's how inspiring you are. So I wanted to share some inspiring stories with you to try and get you to feel a bit inspired about your nation. Because the one reason I always am so optimistic of your future compared to other countries, and this for me cannot be stated clearly enough, it's your track record. For some other country like Ireland or England or any other country, Australia, parts of Europe, For them to truly get freedom and to do it, they have to do it for the first time. They have to rewrite and overcome decades and centuries worth of history of doing the opposite and get freedom. That just doesn't happen. That starts with your people. And sadly, many people that I see and I hear don't get it. For America... America just has to go with your own track record. You've done it. You've done it once. In fact, you've done it many times. I know it's not popular to say in 2016, but principles win. You just have to look at your own history. Your history is a testament of how doing the right thing and standing for principles can achieve great things. The one question I always ask people when people message me and go, I'm down on America, I I think it's over, I've given up. I always ask, think about this question. What is it about this enemy, this time, that is so incredibly powerful, so incredibly 
strong that you can't overcome it compared to the enemies you've overcome at the, in your history. How is the enemy you face today worse than the situation George Washington found himself in? George Washington, General George Washington, started off with 20,000 troops and decided we're going to take on the superpower of the day. Your founding is always talked about as it was overcoming the British. That's only a small, small part of it. Your revolution wasn't defeating the king. Your revolution wasn't, let's just get the British out. Your true revolution started about 30 years before at your pulpits. And the biggest part of your revolution was your declaration of independence, your constitution and your way of life. That was your real revolution. But General George Washington... started off with 20,000 troops and went against the Hessians and lost and then retreated and then had another battle or a skirmish and lost and retreated and then had another one and lost and retreated things got so bad between casualties of war people leaving There was a battle where George Washington went in with 2,000 troops. His final 2,000 troops. And it's widely considered that had George Washington lost that battle, your founding was over. Now I'd ask you to think, put yourself in General George Washington's shoes. You've started out with 20,000 troops. You've had battles and lost. Haven't had any wins. And you're now down to 2,000 troops. Why would you continue? Why would you continue? Surely the the popular answer is to go, look, we tried. We had 20,000 troops. We only have 10% of what we started out with. It's time to give up. I'm going home. I'm escaping because if they catch me, I'm dead. In fact, whether they catch me or not, and I go into this battle, I'm probably dead. But they didn't. Put yourself in those shoes of those 2,000 troops. You're seeing death behind you. You've had loss after loss after loss. You're going against the superpower of the day. And here you have General George Washington going, yeah, we're going to go in with 2,000 troops and we're going to win. How, how tempting would it be just to stand there and go, I love you, George, but my God, you, you've, you've lost it. <laughs> you, know, you know, there is no track record here. We're losing. You know, think of it in a sports term. You know, in football terms, it's like a team going 0 and 10 and, you know massive injuries and then going against like the New England Patriots or you know the whatever top team you know the Seattle Seahawks today or Peyton Manning you go yeah we're going to beat them you might say that but in your heart of hearts you're kind of going 
oh, I don't think so. In fact, if you're in Vegas, you're not putting money on the little underdog team. You're putting money on the favourites. Yet, George Washington won that battle and started to roll back. And we all know how it ended. You've got your founding. You were established. But that wasn't the end of the challenges of America. There was political challenges. Let us not forget the story again of General George Washington. Yes, I have a man crush, I'm sorry if this bores you. But after you've established and you've beaten the British, you then had to form a government, form a constitution. That wasn't easy. In fact, at many times and at different points, it was going to fall apart. It was so bad at one point, they called for General Washington and asked him, We need you. And he went. And what did General George Washington say? It's the saying I say to you today. When you are looking at all these obstacles and going, how can we overcome them? How can we overcome the debt? How can we overcome the economy? How can we overcome foreign policy? How can we overcome this hate? One of his famous sayings and one of my personal, one of his favourite sayings. Let us raise to a standard to which the honest can repair the rest is in the hands of God today I say to you let us raise to that standard let us do our best let us fight for whatever issue you are passionate in let us turn the tables over let us stand for principle let us stand for what is right. Let us stand for justice. Let us do our part. And leave the rest up to God. You know, there are other stories that I could tell you. But let me just give you a snapshot of America. You've been exist in existence 250 years. 240 years since you declared your family. Think of any other nation. Do your own history. Do your own homework. And say, pick any nation that's been in existence longer. And at any period in time, overlay the following 240 year history of America and compare it with any other nations and see which is better who has overcome the most overcame the superpower of the day at your revolution at your founding overcame them again in 1812 did the expansion out west the transcontinental railroad overcame the civil war 
where it had brother versus brother, sister versus sister. Overcoming slavery. Overcoming World War One, World War Two, the Cold War. 9-11. Overcoming the Great Depression, the Wall Street crash. The tech boom. You've explored everything from the swamp to the stars. You've helped create the internet. You've fostered people and given them that encouragement to be better. And they've went on to create Microsoft, Apple, phones, electricity. This is all because of America. The car, the automobile, the plane. This is all because of America. In closing, I have two statements that I want to share with you. One, to those who think America is over because of these challenges, I say this to you. The only way you can defeat America is by destroying it in our hearts. Because here's the thing, the I, America is not a physical object. America, even as much as I love it, isn't just the Constitution. America is an idea. America is that idea that says, let's make the impossible possible. There is no glass ceiling. There is no limit on you. The only one is that you, that you set yourself or that you accept America is that idea that says you can do it. Heck, your your current president is even as much as of an idiot. He did. He found that and said, "Yes, you can. Yes, we can." That is, in many ways, the idea of America. That idea that you can make the world a better place and you can reap the rewards for your labor. Look at everything you've achieved. The only way you defeat America is by everyone in their hearts going, America's over. America is done. That is the only way you truly defeat it. But I know I'm not alone when I say this. The idea of America, it lives strong in my heart. And I know it lives strong in many of your hearts as well. Let us encourage and inspire others to learn your history, to share your history, and for that idea not to die, but for it to grow. Because here's the thing, your best days are still ahead of you, if you want them to be, if you truly believe that idea. If you truly believe that that idea, those simple principles that are apt today as they were 240 years ago you will overcome this battle there is nothing about these challenges today that are any worse or any harder or any more difficult or any more impossible than I don't know going to the moon oh by the way that's what you did 
There are nothing that is facing America today that you haven't faced before. Your economy. Is there anything in your economy that's worse than what it was in the Great Depression? They're sure, I'm not saying not belittling your challenges today. They are significant and huge. But are you telling me with the right principles you can't sort them out? Your foreign policy. Is there anything today that, I don't know, Iran, North Korea, China has that the British didn't have in 1776? Well, John, they have all these technologies. I'm talking, you have technology as well, in relative terms. Is there anything they offer that is so much worse, so much more dangerous, so much more significant than what the British had? These are the times we live in. And to quote Thomas Paine, these are the times to try men's souls. Fight for your soul. Now is the time to truly stand for what you believe in. Whatever that is, I'm not telling you what to believe in. I'm just saying, find it in your heart. Find it in your soul. Find it in your brain and your mind. And stand for it. This battle ain't over. And this is going to upset people who are tired and weary right now. This battle hasn't even started. This battle is going to be ongoing. And it ain't ending anytime soon. I, for one, I can only speak for myself. I ain't going to let it. I ain't ever going to stop speaking out for your principles. They can throw me in a gulag for all they want. And that's probably where I'll end up. And I'm okay with that. But I truly believe in everything I say. I ain't shutting up. I ain't here to be popular or to be famous or to be rich. I'm here to stand and to be counted and to link arms with you who believe that America is an idea and it is an idea that not only works, not only that is successful, but it is an idea that is worth fighting for. I hope you find that passion. I hope you find whatever it is you are passionate about and equally fight for it. Please don't give up. That is how they win. By getting discouraged, by getting down, and by getting upset and dismotivated. Now is the time to be as passionate as you can be, to make those stands, to spread your word more than ever. Be the patriot, not a sunshine patriot. And let us understand and let us raise a standard which the honest and the good can repair and leave the rest up to God. That is our job. Let us do what we can but also understand we can't do everything. God has his role to play as well. That is the secret formula in my eyes. And it's not my formula. It's George Washington's formula. Please, 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 please don't give up. It ain't over. I finish today by finishing, as I always do, saluting your police, your firefighters, your emergency personnel, and your vets, the true heroes of society, and of course you, the great American people. This ain't over, America. It ain't even getting started yet. God bless you, and keep standing strong. I'll see you next week. 
This is Freedom's Disciple with Jonathan Dunn on the Blaze Radio Network.